Welcome to the 343 Ministries podcast, where we want to help you be the church right where you are. Whether at work or at home or with your friends or your families, we want to give you practical strategies that can help you build your communities in Christ wherever you are in life right now. So let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the 343 Ministries podcast. I'm Todd Baker. I'm your host, and I am thrilled that you are back with us today and excited to get into our message for today. If uh, you remember, the question that we always want to ask here is, what kind of community are you helping to build? And we really base that on Matthew 15, verse 18, which says this. It says, But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And what I mean by that is, what, what is coming out of your heart into your community? How, how, are, how has God positioned you to bring His goodness into your community in a unique way, in a specific way that's different from the way anybody else influences or impacts their community or even your community? And, and, and when we start to understand that, we start to see that God is calling us and positioning us in all of our relationships, all of our work, all of the things that we do to bring goodness back into our communities. And so there's hope in that. There's, there's power. There is uh, inspiration. And, and that's what I want to help you to feel today is to feel inspired. And, and we're going to look at a topic today that's based on Luke chapter 8, verse 15. This is one of my favorite passages in all of scripture because it talks about how productive are we i think all of us want to be productive um uh, you know some days you just want to veg out and that's cool but uh for the most part with our work with our with our lives uh with our kids we we have this desire to be productive to do something meaningful and to do it well and in luke chapter 8 verse 15 jesus says this he finishes his parable on the of the sower and he says but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop now i i also like to reflect on what matthew said about this same speech that Jesus gave, because he gave a speech to a, to a crowd of people, but then he, he turned to the disciples and said, let me tell you what this means, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today, okay? And, um, and we're going to start to learn that there is this cultivation process that God wants to produce in your heart, that he wants pr- to produce in you, so that when you receive his word when you receive his um his calling on your life that you can follow him and that you can begin to do good things that you can begin to experience his goodness and that the people you love the most will be impacted by that and that you can show them how to experience 
the good things of God. And, and that's really what the good life is. It, it, it's not an aberration. It's not uh, in our imagination only. It is a possibility, and that's what Jesus is trying to, to help his disciples, his most trusted and closest friends, uh, to understand. And so, so Matthew 13, 23 says this, But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the person who hears the word and understands it. And that person produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And so when we're reading this passage, in, whether it's in Luke 8 or in Matthew 13, there is some cryptic language going on here because just the background of it is that Jesus is now in the place of his ministry where people have stopped listening to him and they're against him. And by and large, people are beginning to reject him. And he, is, he will now start to speak in parables, which is language that is a bit hidden. Uh, and with his disciples, he explains those things. And so the way to approach this passage uh, and any parable, really, is to see that there are some things that are, that are stated that are hard to understand. And so we really have to lean on what Jesus says the true meaning of his words are. And so how do we relate ourselves to this parable or to this story? Well, we are the soil. There's four types of soil that Jesus talks about. And the one that I really want to focus on is the good soil, because that's really where productivity comes from. And that's what he says. He says that all these things will happen and the, and the way you'll know it is that you will produce a crop. Now, what's a crop? <laughs> there, there, are, there are lots of things in our life that, that we look at as productive. You know, if, we, if we're a teacher, then we're going to hope that the students that we're teaching are productive and that what they're learning helps them to be productive um, people in the world. It's the same if you're a parent. If you're a parent and you're raising your children, you want them to be productive in a good way. You want them to love other people, to treat other people well. Um, you know, you you have family values that you want them to not only have, but you want to see it happen when you're and hear about it. You know, from other people when you're not there. Um, you know, in friendships, we want our friendships to be productive. We want them to be healthy. We don't want them to be abusive or demeaning or scary. You know, we really want our, our lives to be productive. And I believe that comes from what God has put into us. He's put his own goodness into us by making us in his image. And so what Jesus is saying is he's saying, look, there are so many things in the world that are going to distract you and keep you from experiencing goodness, but here's how you can recapture that. Here's how you can you can take it back, you know, from the world that wants to take it away from you. And he says at the end, it's almost like a mic drop and he's he's really asking the disciples and the people there, are you productive in your spiritual life? Are you seeking after the kingdom of God? Do you even know what that looks like? You know, can you describe it in specific terms or is it so general that, that you easily forget about it? You're overwhelmed. Uh, you you are, feel the pressure of life and you completely forget about it and you live your life in a way 
that is completely you know, may may resemble some things of the kingdom of God, but really, it's not productive in the sense of bringing goodness and and bringing health and bringing healing and all the things that He brought to the world through Him through Him being here and through His ministry to people. And if we go back and just look at the the verse in in Luke eight, I'm just going to touch on a few words here. But good is the description of the soil that the seed falls on. The seed is the message of God. It's, 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 it's the message of hope. It's the message of love. It's the message of kindness and mercy. Um, that that it, when it lands in the soil, the good soil has this nu- nutrition in it. It has nutrients. It, it's, it's been tended. It's been cultivated. And, and it's, it's something that will actually help the seed to grow and, and to grow well and to be nurtured. And, and so there is the sense that that's who we are. And, and it's, uh, he says, but the seed on good soil stands for those, so, so stands for, for people with a noble and good heart. Now, the word noble is this word kale in Greek. It means honesty, to be genuine, uh, to to be admirable or praiseworthy. So it's this. This these are the products. No, uh, whether it's nobility or just genuineness and and goodness, where those are those are byproducts of what the soil will bring and put into a seed or a message. And and so those are the things that that are put in you if you're the soil now if you're soil you're affected by all the things in the environment that affect you and and when i take that metaphor and sort of bring it into uh, something relevant so that what i mean by that is that the people in your life the perspectives that you have all of those things affect you and they and and they either nurture your heart or they don't. They they support you, or they don't. Uh, it's pretty simple that when people say, and and I always used to not like it when you know my parents or or uh, teachers or, or coaches would say to me, um, you know, you're a product of the people that you hang out with, and to a degree, it's very true. It's very true. It doesn't have to be. You know, you can go in and impact a community. You can impact your your school. You can impact your your job, the people at work. You can impact a whole culture, and and shift it. Uh, but it's hard. It's and, and and I think that's there's this perseverance piece that I'm going to speak to in a second. That that is the challenge of being a Christian in the world. The to being a real a true Christ follower, somebody who wants the goodness of God for all people is is the largest challenge that we face today. If you're a Christian in in any situation, you are under the microscope. You are being scrutinized by your peers, by your family, by uh, the world, and it's hard. And so what Jesus is saying is that there is this good soil, and I want you to be nurtured by it. 
Now listen to what he says after that. He says, These are the people who have a noble and good heart, who are joyful, who hear the word, which means that they actually have listened. And they've put themselves in a position to not just hear it in one ear and let it pass out the other, that it has affected them. That, that God's word of mercy, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, helping people in need, not being prejudiced, look, looking at people as human beings who are just like you. And, and, and there's this perspective that Jesus came to revolutionize us as human beings so that we would not look at people with disdain, but we would look at them with compassion, no matter who it is. And not only does he say that you hear the word, but you retain it. And so somehow the, the, uh, the, the, the goodness stays in you. It, it remains in you. And that makes me think about the parable or the, his Jesus comparison of the vine, um, that, that we, when we are in his vine, that, that we remain in him, we're connected to God. We're, we're not apart from him. And so his goodness is that thing that is constantly washing over our hearts and minds when the world says, nope, it's really like this and you need to give up. <laughs> you need to stop hoping. Um, it, it there, there is this this refreshment that comes um, from the goodness of God, and 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 that not only will it remain in you, but when you are tested, when it comes out, when you're stressed, when you're under pressure, um, your actions don't say otherwise. That your your actions come out as goodness, as merciful, as kind. Um, and man, is that hard? That's hard for a five-year-old and it's hard for a 55-year-old to always be in a position where you can respond out of care, out of kindness, out of mercy, out of goodness. And not only will you retain it, but he says, and by persevering, produce a crop. And so it's perseverance is the road less traveled. You know, to quote Robert Frost, it's also not the path of least resistance. Most of us are looking for the path of least resistance, if we're honest with ourselves. We're, we're looking for the path that doesn't really challenge us too much, uh, where we can take many breaks and enjoy our lattes and sit on the beach on our laptops and do our work from there, close it up at two o'clock, take a nap. And still make millions of dollars, right? That's the path of least resistance. But, but that's not this path. And that's why I know my friend Andy Stanley says that may be a reason that you don't want to be a Christian, that you may not want to, you know, turn turn to Jesus, um, is because it's hard. And and he was persecuted, and you will be too. And it takes perseverance, but it's worth it. And so, do you want a life that is worth living? Or do you want a life that's not? That's not full of purpose. That's not full of joy. Because those things aren't free. They're a byproduct of this good soil that God wants you to be. 
that, that he has made you to be and that he wants to constantly be with you, helping you to be cultivated so that then you can turn and help cultivate your community, to help cultivate the people around you and to really change your world. And I know that's cliche, but, but that's, that's really what Jesus is saying here. He's saying that I want you to be able to persevere because I want you to produce this crop that is enormous, that is, that is not only going to feed you, if you look at the food metaphor of a crop, a crop is supposed to feed people. It's supposed to feed you. And it's supposed to feed others, and not just the people that are in your immediate family, but but in people that you didn't even know that you could feed. And sometimes it's 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 tangible food, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just the hope and the joy and the kindness that people need, so that then they can be inspired to do the same thing. Thanks for listening to the 343 Ministries podcast. Make sure to connect with us by signing up for one of our workshops. You can find our 343 workshops at 343ministries.com slash workshops. As always, you can donate to our ministry at 343ministries.com slash give. 343 is a 501c3 registered nonprofit organization. Also, subscribe to our monthly devotional email for actionable strategies on how to keep building up the community where you live in Christ. And for more ideas and tips, check out our Instagram at Todd and Meredith Baker.